Hi, everybody. Welcome to Church Unlimited today. Can I really encourage you this morning as I share what God's laid on my heart to, to really listen in for the voice of God, the voice of the Holy Spirit, because I believe God's got something significant to say to each one of us individually, but also to us as our church corporately. If we could have the time of going to, that would be great. Thank you. So let's just pray. Father, we just thank you for your presence here with us this morning. And Holy Spirit, we invite you. We know without you, we can do nothing. Lord, we don't want to leave here the way we came. Father, I pray that in this service, something will move in our hearts, something will shift, something will change. Lord, that we'll be transformed. Lord, that we'll hear your voice. And Lord, we'd go out of this place empowered by your Spirit and with a fresh determination, Lord, to live the life that you have planned and purposed for us. Father, we ask these things in Jesus' precious and wonderful name. And everyone said? <clears throat> when I was in India recently preaching, God gave me a key, I believe, to life, both on earth and for eternity. It really shocked me and took me by surprise. If we pursue this, it's going to lead to the most wonderful, blessed, and fulfilling life possible, both here on earth, but also in eternity. The beauty about what God showed to me prophetically was that this is available to every person in New Zealand. It's available to every Christian, regardless of your background, regardless of your intelligence, your ability, the mistakes you've made, the upbringing you had, it just doesn't matter at all. This is for everybody. It does connect with our theme of being all in, but it's expressed in a different way. So here I am in Hyderabad, preaching to probably India's largest Christian organization, speaking to their key leaders. And I'm in full flight as the prophetic mantle came on me. And I'd just been preaching for about 10 or 15 minutes. Then out of my mouth came these words that I've never heard before nor spoken before. And I thought, wow, that's extraordinary. It got my, it's my takeaway from the entire trip. I preached 10 times, but this phrase of about four, five words just got me. And I thought, God, you've placed into my hands the key to life. <clears throat> It's going to come up on the screen for you. You're only as good as your relationship with God. The good news is this is available to all of us. John 17 verse 3 says, this is eternal life. You know, you're going to live forever. You know that, don't you? <laughs> Maybe 70, 80, 90 years here, and then billions of years the other side. This is eternal life. What is it? That you may, that they may know you. The only true God and Jesus Christ whom you sent. That's what life is all about. For eternity, it's about knowing God. And the most important thing in life above everything else on this planet is to develop your relationship with God. It's not complicated. It's quite simple. That's more important than success. 
It's more important than position. It's more important than friends. It's more important than looking good. It's more important than being intelligent and getting A's at school. It's more important than being good at sport. This is life, friends. Because as you give your time to developing your relationship with God, the rest of life is going to take care of itself. It doesn't mean you won't have any problems, but you're going to be more blessed. You'll have fruit, success, you'll have peace, you'll have joy, victory, and fulfillment. And life will make sense. So I want to welcome in right now from across our campuses, Church Unlimited, Sydney, Rotorua, Whangarei, and Kaitaia. So good to have you join us today. Let's extrapolate this a little bit further. Our relationship with God also determines the quality of our serving God. Because you can serve out of relationship with God or you can serve out of human effort. And we know the world is serving, doing a lot of good works out of human effort, you know, to ease their conscience. And it's fantastic what they do. But unless you're Christians out of relationship with God, there will be no reward in heaven because they actually won't get to heaven. So... Our serving is so dependent on that. John 15 verse 5 says, I'm the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. But without me, you can do nothing. It's a huge statement, isn't it? So an unbeliever really can't do anything of eternal worth because they don't know him. Without me, you can do nothing. It's easy to work in human effort, but the rewards are limited. So the devil has one goal in mind for your life. He's got one goal, and that is to hinder you getting closer to God. Yeah, that's right. that's, he's, just, he's just got to stop that, because once you get that, you get everything. Let's go to Matthew chapter 4, verse 8 and 10, because he even tried this with Jesus, which is amazing. You'd think that, you know, try someone else, but why would you have a go at Jesus? Surely he's not going to succumb. But he must have, the devil must have thought he was in with a chance, eh? He must have. So verse 8 to 10, and the devil took him to an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. Just think of everything you want in life. You know, the house, the car, the, 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 the money, the position, the promotion, the success, the you know, family. You know, just think of everything you want in life. So this is what it is. So Jesus, uh, he takes him up and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to them, all these things I'll give you. So Satan's saying, hey, look, you can have all this if you will fall down and worship me. And Jesus said to him, away from me, away from, away with you, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. So basically, Satan's offering Jesus everything. He said, you can have everything, Jesus, just don't get too close to God. Don't worship God. Don't make him the primary thing in your life, and if you'll do that, I'll give you everything else. So if we go back to the beginning in the Garden of Eden, God walked with Adam and Eve, and this was the foundation, walking with God, and we need to get back to that foundation, because every other pursuit, I'm telling you, will leave you disappointed. It just won't deliver. Never has, never will. The world promises so much, delivers so little. God delivers on His promises. Daniel eleven thirty two. but the people who know their God, if you know God, you're going to what? Be strong and what? Carry out great exploits. You want to do great things for God? You want to be strong in the face of adversity? The key, the people who know their 
God. 2 Corinthians 6 verse 1, we then are workers together with Him. We don't work for God, we work with God. There's a big difference. You work for God, it will wear you out, run you down, burn you out. If you work with God, it's together, you're going to survive, you're going to do well, you're going to thrive, you're going to get energized when you work with God. doesn't mean you won't get tired from time to time, for sure. So out of relationship, basically, you just do what God tells you to do. When, you do what, when you're doing what God tells you to do, your reward is full and your rewards will abide. When you're doing what you want to do, just no matter how good it is, the rewards, I believe, are limited. So it all comes out of relationship with God. So there's going to photo come up uh, from India there, a man by the name of Vijay. Let's see if we can find his photo. Is, there you go. Next one. Go to the next one. Yeah, this guy in the middle, okay? His name is Vijay. So he's working in a part of India, and the Holy Spirit spoke to him and said, the people up in the mountains don't know Jesus. I would like you to go and evangelize them. And he thought about it, and he thought, he said, Lord, I really don't want to go up to the mountains. It's hard to get up there. There's a lot of travel through trekking, and, and they're very, very primitive people. And God, this, is, this will be such hard work. Isn't there someone else? <laughs> Have you ever thought about that, someone else? You know, someone else can look after the kids or whatever. And so, but the Holy Spirit was speaking to him, and, and it just apprehended him. So he was telling me the story. He said he started work there three years ago. And today, they have 50 churches in that area, 1,500 believers, and 26 pastors working under him. One word from God out of a relationship with Jesus, and you don't know what you can do for God. Just get close to Jesus, hear his voice. And I think that you'll be amazed. If you go back one photo, this other guy here, he's an interesting guy. The guy with the blue tag on there, he was telling me that he discovered that there's a place in India where two kilometers underground, there's tribes living. 760 families there. There's virtually no light in that area. It is so dark. To even get down there, you've got to go down these really narrow things you slip once and you're dead. Incredibly, incredibly dangerous. And God called him to go and reach these people in the darkest places under the earth. And he's been going down there. He's been going there for 24 years. 24 years. And he is absolutely delighted because they've got 29 baptized followers of Jesus Christ. You don't always measure success by great numbers, folks. You, you know, when God looks at that 29, he's probably going to see 29 million, you know, because of the sacrifice that it's taken to do this. But again, these guys are doing this out of relationship with God. And when you get that happening, that, uh, this, this other guy here, now I'm not sure too much about him, so he's a nice guy. <laughs> Have we got another photo there? What else have we got there? Oh, that was the IET. That um, I'll come to them a bit later. That's the key leaders of this large organization. Those four photos make up one church, um, David Mohan's church, church of 40,000 people. That's one of 33 services. 
I mean, every seat is packed. I mean, I walk in and there's not an empty. In fact, they're sitting on the floor. There's just so many people there. It's, it's an amazing. I'll tell you a little bit more about that uh, a while later. So James 4 verse 8 says, draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. So tomorrow, set aside a bit more time for God. Because you can get to as close to God as you want to. And then when you do, the blessing will flow. Our theme has been all in. And as you give your all to God, he will give his all to you. So the devil's master strategy, obviously, is to keep you away from God or getting close to God. And the way he does that is to keep you lukewarm so he limits your spiritual power. Do you know the two go hand in hand? If you're lukewarm, you have limited spiritual power. When the devil comes and attacks you, it's a real battle because you need spiritual power to overcome him. I read this statement. One writer said, the average Christian these days is a harmless enough thing. Well, we're on a mission to change that across church unlimited campuses because we're going to raise the spiritual temperature and we're going to become devil. Uh, we're going to become... <laughs> We're going to become Christians the devil lives in dread of. Just turn to the person next to you and say, the devil's going to dread you in the coming days. Just tell him, tell him nice and loud. In fact, he's already trembling because of you. We will be armed and dangerous, and we will crush him under our feet. And here's the key to it all. All right, it's a quote by William Booth. The greatness of a man's power is a measure of his surrender. The greatness of a man's power is the measure of his surrender. So ask yourself the question, ask myself the question, what is the measure of my surrender today that will translate into the measure of my power, of your power? As I've been saying for a long time, surrender is the gateway into God. You know, David was anointed three times. If you know the story, his third anointing is 2 Samuel 5 verse 3. They anointed David king over Israel. He now is king over the nation, and he has a nation's anointing, and he finds he's, it goes into tremendous success and conquering and overcoming and winning all over the place. But he went to another level three times. And I want to say to everyone across our campuses that, that God has another level of anointing for you. You know, David uh, was anointed one, two, three times. And the anointing that you have right now and we have right now is not enough to get the job done. It's not enough to win the victories, the breakthroughs we want. It's not enough to reach this nation. But the good news is that God has got another level of anointing. God has got more anointing for you. You need to ask for it, pray for it, cry out for it. You're not limited to the power that you have today. God is always on the move. God is always on the increase. God is always lifting up the levels of anointing that He has for us, that He has for you. I received a, a text from David Mohan, Church of 40,000, and one comment he put in there, he said, your anointing has increased. And I just thought, wow, there we are from an outside. So I know anointing is increasing and can increase on each and every one of us. And I believe that, that God now is bringing Church Unlimited into that third anointing, which is a nation's anointing, an anointing to shake and change a nation. And it's time for every campus to step up 
to the next level of anointing. We need to do it for the sake of Kaitaia, more anointing to impact that region. We need to do it for the sake of, of Whangarei, that Whangarei turns to Jesus. We need to do it for the sake of our city and west so we see an outbreak of God. We need it for the sake of Rotorua and also for Sydney, a new level of anointing so that we can see the outbreak of God. We can see revival come and we can begin to function in that nation's anointing. We have Europe and beyond, New Zealand and beyond, Pakistan and beyond, UK and beyond. Sign up for UK and beyond today at the desk. We'd love to have you, someone from every campus, at least one from every campus for UK and beyond. Come on, let's rise to that challenge. We are a nation's anointed church. So my last trip, I spoke to possibly the largest Christian organization in India, India Evangelical Team. They have 8,000 churches and about 400,000 followers. And uh, last year they planted 792 churches. It is just extraordinary. And I had the privilege of speaking into their core leaders. A core leader means someone who's overseeing between 9 and 12 churches, 9 and 30 churches. Less than that, you can't even come to those meetings. And so this is their, their core crack team that is so impacting that nation of India. It is remarkable. And then, of course, speaking for David Mohan, probably India's largest church, if not largest or second largest, right up there, of 40,000 believers in that place. It is amazing the doors that God is opening for you, for Church Unlimited, because you are Church Unlimited. And if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be going. So it's amazing the doors God's opening for you uh, as, as that nation's anointing increases. So as we develop our relationship with God, we're going to see the spiritual temperature of Church Unlimited increase. And that is the single greatest need, I believe, in our nation today. The church ablaze for God is the hope of New Zealand. The church of Jesus Christ on fire all in, sold out, is the hope of New Zealand. A lukewarm church will never impact our society, never impact our nation. The time has come. This is a trumpet call across Church Unlimited, across our campuses, for the spiritual temperature to rise in Jesus' name, for our relationship with God to go to a deeper place. And you know, the, the beauty about this is you help raise the spiritual temperature of our church. God will work amazing things in your own life. You know, because the Bible says, Matthew 6.33, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. As you increase your spiritual temperature, as you get closer to God, then he's going to add all these other things to you. Psalm 23, we love it, don't we? Surely goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. But what we have to remember is this. That the promises of God, of blessing and victory, mostly only happen when we seek first the kingdom of God. When we get our spiritual temperature up. When we develop our relationship with God. To preach great blessing while not calling for an all-in faith and surrender is misleading. And people end up disappointed. Friends, we've got to get close to God. We've got to draw near to Him, and then we're at position for God to work miracles in our lives. Seek first. Amen? Is it clear? Seek first, then everything's happened. But some of us, we seek second, third, and fourth, and then we say, God, how come you're not adding everything to me? How come you're not giving me all the answers that I want? God, in His mercy, will from time to time do it, but seek first, and then it's guaranteed. 
So why not go with the guarantee? So they say the tipping point is around 10%. Scientists have found that when just 10% of the population holds an unshakable belief, their belief will be adopted by the majority of society. So when the number of committed opinion holders grows above 10%, the idea spreads like fire. I've said this before, but we need 10% of Church Unlimited across campuses to be all in and on fire, and New Zealand will ne- Church Unlimited will never be the same again, but I think New Zealand would never be the same again as well. As Church Unlimited Kaitaia, as 10% of you get on fire, watch out Northland, there's going to be an outbreak of God and a, and a deposit of the Spirit all over the far north turning to Jesus. As Church Unlimited Whangarei gets on fire for God, I say, God help Whangarei because it's going to turn to Jesus. And likewise with all of the campuses, as each campus gets on fire, we're going to impact our region, our city, and beyond that. It's time for the fire of God to take place and to descend in our midst. Anyone up for the fire? Anyone up to get charged? (laughs) You know, I was talking to a man in India, and he went to a region where there was absolutely no Christian. I just love hearing these stories to see what God can do. And so he's preaching away, not much happens. And then he prays for this guy who's mentally handicapped. God touches him. And the man is completely healed. Not only is he healed, he becomes a fiery evangelist. And now stacks of people are getting saved in that region, which previously had no believers whatsoever. Why can't that happen in a region of New Zealand? You know, why, why can't someone get a word from God, go to, you know, why kick a moo cow? <laughs> Just to play it safe. Oh, there, you know, someone who's got some serious, get them healed, raised up, and, and they become an evangelist, and people are going to get saved all over the place. This is, it's, the God of India is the God of New Zealand. I mean, it's the same God, friends. But, you know, the incredible thing about India is that now they're saying that India is now at least 10% born again, maybe 12, maybe some say 15%. New Zealand's four. I was pleading with them over there. I said, send us some missionaries. And they, they laughed. They said, you don't know, you're the missionary senders. I said, no. I said, we need missionaries in New Zealand. Please send us some. I don't think they're going to come, by the way, but at least I put out the call because they're way ahead of us. The church is growing rapidly in India. Like that example I told you, three years, 50 churches, 1,500 believers, the same God. I'll tell you one thing about IET and Mohan's church. <laughs> they are on fire. <laughs> The church is hot over there, and it's just impacting society and bringing transformation. It is just an amazing thing to see it happening. Prophecy I got a few weeks ago, God's putting to your mouth a trumpet call to call God's people to a new level of commitment, new level of prayer, new level of mission. That's our trumpet, folks. Church Unlimited, new level of commitment, all in, new level of prayer, new level of mission. We get those three. We'll take this nation. We will take this nation. And the prophecy went on to say, you're going to see people rising all over the nation and nations saying, we are all in. New Zealand Beyond is a trumpet call to an all-in faith. You know, your value to the world is proportional to your relationship with God. Your value to the world 
It's original from me, by the way, that one. Most of them I borrow from somewhere. It's proportional to your relationship with God. Do you want to be valuable to this world? It's an open door, folks. It's an open. Anyone can have this. Anyone across campuses can have this. Here's another quote for you. The praying Christian or the praying church is a constant threat to the stability of Satan's government. Do you like that? We are a constant threat. <laughs> we are a constant threat to the stability of Satan's government. I love that. He shakes, man. When Church Unlimited gathers across, he's shaking in his boots. He's thinking, what are they up to next? What are they going to do now? What are the nation are they going to after? Stop that church. They won't stop this church because God's backing us up. So I want to ask you a question. How many of you would truly like to make a massive impact on the advance of Christianity worldwide? Now, this is a serious question. Listen, campuses. I mean, extraordinary. Ask the person next to you, would you like to make an extraordinary impact for God worldwide? Just ask them. Because some of them might say no. Would you like to? You'd like to make an extraordinary, an impact for God beyond anything you ever thought possible. Okay? And I know how you can do it. I know how you can do it. How you as an individual can have an extraordinary, unbelievable impact for the gospel worldwide. Isn't that what you've always dreamed of? Okay, here we go. We're going to start with a quote from Andrew Murray. The best quote I've ever read in my life. The man who mobilizes the Christian church to pray will make the greatest contribution to evangelization in history. The Christian, put your name in there, who mobilizes the Christian church to pray will make the greatest contribution to evangelization in history. When I read that statement, the fireworks went off in my heart. I thought, my God, we're on to this. We are on to this in a massive way. So Church Unlimited is called by God to do this. Church Unlimited Whangarei already organizes monthly combined church prayer meetings. Church Unlimited Kaitai does similar stuff. We as Church Unlimited, we've led combined church prayer meetings across New Zealand. New Zealand and beyond is a huge catalyst for mobilizing the church to pray. And every one of us can make the greatest contribution to the evangelization of the world in history just by joining in the prayer meetings you know, and attending New Zealand and beyond and being a part of the whole prayer movement of Church Unlimited. Friend, I, I can't make this any clearer to you. If this is an opportunity offered to you that is beyond my comprehension, all you have to do is be a part of the praying. Come to our prayer meetings. Come to New Zealand and beyond. Do anything you can but help mobilize the church, the Christian church to prayer and make the greatest contribution to the evangelization of the world in history because we know that prayer is the only answer. We know prayer alone is going to move the hand of God. Prayer is going to bring revival. Prayer is to bring your family and friends to Christ. And friends, we all have an opportunity to do this. This is offered to every person under the sound of my voice. And I pray to God that every one of you will take up this opportunity and be a part of it. 
Be willing to sacrifice pleasure for opportunity, says John Maxwell. Sometimes you've got to give up something to pray or to get to a prayer meeting or come to New Zealand and beyond, whatever it is. You've got to sacrifice something for an opportunity. But here's a quote for you. We desperately need a divine visitation for our situation will never be cured by sermons. Each campus, a divine visitation is coming. Get ready. There's a revival heading in your direction and our direction, especially as we mobilize the church to pray. Revival is the reviving of believers. You can't revive something that's never had life. So revival, by definition, is first the awakening of a sleeping church. You bring the sleeping church alive. Church Unlimited is called to awaken a sleeping church. Ask the person next to you, are you asleep or are you awake? Are you hot or are you cold? Or are you lukewarm? Where are you at? True revival will have three characteristics. Number one, a strong sense of God's presence. Number two, a deep desire to be rid of all sin. That's revival. Deep desire felt a powerful impact on the outside community. With great moves of the Holy Spirit, people came face to face with their sin, their lost condition, and the realities of death and judgment. There, came a, there comes a solemn awe of God, a holy fear. As we heard recently, restore the awe. Come on, let's say it together. Restore the awe. Say it again. Restore the awe. Across campuses, I can't hear you, Kaitaya. Restore the awe. Restore the awe of God. Restore the fear of God. In times of evangelism, the evangelist seeks the sinner. In times of revival, the sinners come chasing after God. And we're going to see this in all our campuses when sinners are going to come running after God. You're not going to have long, drawn-out altar halls. They'll be coming running to the front. As you know, we had 1,500 young people in this auditorium one just recently, and uh, I can just imagine a day's going to come when they're going to come running to the altar for salvation, not for a science meeting, but to meet with God for salvation. We're going we're gonna to lift the spiritual temperature of the church. We're going to d- deepen our relationship with God. We're going to uh, mobilize the church to pray. We're going to restore the awe. There's going to come a revival, and sinners are going to come running face-to-face with God, asking for salvation and asking for a, a new life in Christ. The greatest sermon ever preached by Jonathan Edwards was sinners in the hands of an angry God. They said strong men clung to the pillars of the church in terror of falling into the fires of hell. Hell becomes a greater reality in revival, and so does heaven. Wesley said, God, give me 300 men who fear nothing but God and sin, and I will shake the world. I'm saying to God, God, give me 10% of Church Unlimited on on fire, and we will shake New Zealand for the glory of God. God, 10%, 10%, 10%. People want, you know, in in the IET churches over there, you know, it does cost. 10 of their churches are destroyed every year, burnt down or destroyed. They have persecution every week, beaten or imprisoned. People won't speak to them in the villages. They're just ignored. They can't draw water from the Commonwealth. They can't buy at the same shop. They have to travel long distances to get their water, to get their food. It is sacrificial. It is costly. It is persecution. But all the faith and all the sacrifice and all the the relationship with God is bringing extraordinary blessing on that great nation of India where there's over 10% now born again and revival fires are starting to spread across that nation. 
My dream, the early 1900s, all Wales was ablaze, was aflame. Like New Zealand today, it had drifted far from God. Spiritual conditions were low. Church attendance was poor. Sin abounded. Suddenly, like an unexpected tornado, the Spirit of God swept over the land. Churches were filled to capacity. There was very little preaching. As I told you, preaching's overrated. Very little preaching. Prayer, testimony, and singing was what prevailed, and hundreds would get saved as a result. Everywhere the Spirit of the Lord was felt, in the streets, in the stores, in the trains. In five weeks, 20,000 conversions were recorded. This today is a trumpet call to an all-in faith, to an increase in prayer, to increase our spiritual temperature. With that, we will be positioned for a revival, first in the church, then in the community, and then into the nation. I close with this. What will you do with a message like this? Will you obey? Will you do something out of this or will it be just another message? I'm asking, will you pray daily? Will you read your Bible each day? Will you listen to more Christian music? Will you lock into worship time so you connect with God? Will you pray while you're driving? Will you attend a prayer meeting? And as you do, watch your relationship with God develop and your life Enjoy greater blessing than you ever imagined. You're only as good as your relationship with God. It's time to be all in. Amen. (laughs) Campuses, please stay with us. Campuses, don't leave, please. I want us to join together in this song that I trust is just going to bring God's presence and minister to us in a powerful one. After that, we'll release you back to your campus pastor. Let's stand together, please, church. Across campuses, Kaitaia, Rotorua, Whangarei, Sydney, wherever you are. <clears throat> Why don't you reach out to God? Why don't you let Him touch Him, touch you this morning? And as you're worshiping, why don't you make a decision? doesn't matter where you are on that scale of knowing God on spiritual temperature. doesn't matter where you are. Take it to another level. What more can you do? You're as good as your relationship with God. How can you pursue that more? And don't waste your time doing a lot of things that aren't out of relationship with God because selling you the fruit will be very, very little. Thanks, team. Oh
give it some energy. It needs a lot of energy. campuses for joining us today. I trust you have a great remainder of the service. God bless you. We're expecting revival to break out anytime, so make sure I'm the first to know when that happens. Take care. God bless, and let's get that spiritual temperature up and get closer to God, and then watch what God will do. We need to do it for the sake of our nation, and we will do it by the grace of God. God bless you. Love you. See you all again soon.